0: Welcome to Remember When. I remember I was at his house. I I can remember specifically. Do you recall uh, when you got yours? Remember when they played that? I I remember that. Basic.
1: I remember yep. that. Then I remember, um, still remember. I remember us. I remember, I remember and, that. I remember, I remember.
0: But, I, remember uh, uh, I
1: remember that. I remember that. He was a star when he was eating a, a bologna sandwich at a truck stop. Guns and Roses versions of White Christmas. That's not a thing. <laughs> Have you heard Guns N' Roses,
0: White Christmas? I remember, um, you felt horrible. And I was, I wasn't I real did. happy no and and he's performing like 200 <laughs> dates a year
1: I mean hair metal needed to die when it died wasn't yeah. there Steve, wasn't there something with a dog breakdown really quick Warren cherry pie versus first uh, GNR uh, uh, welcome to the jungle
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well hello
0: everyone welcome back to remember when for another exciting episode what is
1: up Mr. Fisher today rising up back on the street did my time took my chances
0: <laughs> Well hey uh, I want to first off before we get started here um it's been a really exciting week for remember when um I want to first of all thank the Oxford Wildcat community um this, this, this week's been really exciting. This was the largest audience week for Remember When we've had in the history. And um, it was kind of fun. We, we had a really good conversation last week, Steve. It was just kind of interesting to talk about, you know, how we came up with the podcast and some of the ideas revolving that. And um, I decided just we talked about that um, website or I'm sorry, the site on Facebook, uh, Oxford High School Friends. And decided to throw it out there and just say, hey, you know, we've got this new podcast. I don't like to do a lot of self-promoting necessarily, but I just wanted to see what the feedback would be. And I got to tell you, Steve, uh, the response was overwhelming. We had uh, several people chime in with ideas for future episodes, a lot of people listening, and just a huge upward spike in, uh, in, in new listeners this week. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was great talking to some old old friends hadn't hadn't heard from or hadn't talked to in a while. So, yeah, yeah, we even got some ideas
0: for maybe some new uh, new episodes wanted kind of talked about maybe doing one from uh, some maybe some high school rivalry uh episodes which would be really cool to talk sports whether it was you know baseball football basketball whatever it might have been you know maybe some of those old Lapeer West or yeah. Mount Morris stories Lake Orion before
1: that would have been kind of cool uh, that'd <laughs> yeah. be kind of fun yeah we've I've got some really strong memories from some of that stuff yeah and um
0: we're gonna actually be uh, a guest on a podcast next week on on tv in Lake Orion uh the wrestling tonight podcast that's being live streamed regularly on on TV which is uh Lake Orion uh, public accessed uh, mad dog butch and brace beamer have asked
1: us to be on their show next week which uh, I'm really excited to be on yeah I think we're gonna talk some of our backyard wrestling history back in the late 80s early 90s right
0: yeah no no it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll see I but, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So we've got that coming up. We've got the, uh, the new Twitter handle uh, out there, uh, at Podcast Win. So uh, definitely let us know if, uh, if you've got any ideas for the show and so forth. So a lot of good stuff going on. Big week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Twitter Twitter account's been fun, fun as well. And hey, uh, before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to throw out uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with Matthew Stafford's wife, a uh, quarterback for the Lions, uh, in the news today. She's uh, got some health problems. She's got to conquer, and so you know, just want to say our thoughts are with her. Yeah. No. Absolutely.
0: Well, hey, let's get into the show. Uh, speaking a good segue there, uh, Detroit sports. Uh, we haven't done a lot of sports episodes, but that was a huge part uh, as a youth and still is today. And uh, we talked about the Pistons, I don't know, about a month ago or so. But we wanted to talk about the Detroit Tigers, an uh, organization that's been around a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously um, – we wanted to touch on some pieces from our youth. Um, I think the the one that sticks out the most would be the 84 Tigers. Bless you boys. But um, kind of wanted to throw something out there a little different. I even threw you for a little bit of a curveball on this one. And this week's subject is going to be about the 1987 Detroit Tigers. I think it's kind of an unsung year um, in Detroit Tiger baseball history. But I think it's a very important year for a lot of reasons. And um, thought we would discuss that today. And, surprise, surprise, we want to bring back uh, another guest, someone that has uh, been with us on a, a previous episode. Now he does, he loves music, he loves baseball and loves sports. We've got Mr. Art Fader in the house. What's up, Art?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah, good. yeah it's been a while, but we're glad we got you back on. Uh, I know you've been battling a little bit of a cold. You, you sound good. You feeling
2: better? Yeah, I am. I am starting to feel better. So got the little uh, little tingle there, but we're doing all right.
0: So yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, coming back on the other side here, but hey, um, talk Tigers. Um, the '87 team. Thought we would just kind of freelance and just kind of talk about our thoughts of that season. i got a lot of things that stick out in my mind for this year. First of all, this is right in the middle of that sweet spot of our youth, uh, junior high, which a lot of our shows have kind of revolved around junior high, high school. Um, there's a big reason we're talking about this year because unfortunately there wasn't a lot to talk about with the Tigers in <laughs> <and> our <laughs> high school years and for about 19 years. So the number one thing that sticks out me for this year is it's the last year the Tigers uh, were in any kind of postseason play for almost 20 years, 19 to be exact. Um, it was kind of the house of cards, I guess. This was kind of the beginning of the end, um, as it wasn't too long after this team was <laughs> was pretty much uh, – they went from one of the winningest organizations in a decade to one of the losing – losing this i can't I don't know if that's a word guys but um 87 was a big year and um since since you're on with us art i i want to kind of get your thoughts of this year and maybe some things that stick out to you
2: yeah i mean 87 was uh was a welcome year because obviously with 84 being such a such a good year 85 86 i think they finished like third place both those years they weren't bad years but not, you know nothing great so it was nice to uh have a little run, but it really didn't happen right until like later in the summer as I started making uh, pretty, they got off to a really bad start. I think they were like 11 and 20 or something like to start the year out, but uh, it was something like that. But then they had a little run and then the part that, you know, sticks out to me, you know, at being, you know, 12 is the, the you know, them chasing down the blue Jays, you know, the hated blue Jays. Cause that was, you know, a lot of people don't remember that. I don't think, but the, from like 82 to like 92, the Tigers and Blue Jays was a pretty heated rivalry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I, yeah, you're spot on there. Um, you know, I think when, when you think now, everyone talks Yankees, Red Sox. And for years before that, they've obviously been a, a pretty well-decorated uh, couple of organizations. But, you know, I think the Yankees actually were the winningest team of the 80s, but really most of that came like in 1980, 81, um, where they did most of their winning, they were always in the thick of things, but you know, they didn't win a division for what until 96. So really it was, it was, uh, the Tigers and Toronto, Mm -hmm. um, that dominated that division for most of those eighties. And obviously we know, you know, the story of Toronto going in even in the early nineties, but, um, but yeah, those two would go back and forth, uh, several years in that decade.
2: Yeah, I guess it surprises me that you say the Yankees, because if I had to take a stab at it, I've not seen any numbers, but I would say without a shadow of a doubt that it had to be the Blue Jays were the winningest organization in the 80s, at least in the American League East. Because, I mean, they were right there, like 80, 90 wins, pretty much every season for 10 years, you know? I mean, I guess maybe the 92, 93 seasons get a little clouded in there, which wouldn't really be included in the 80s.
0: I actually played a little bit of geek before this. I was surprised. I think because I think yeah because I think Toronto had I think I remember them being kind of an embarrassment like the first two three years of the eighties. Yeah, because I was collecting baseball cards. I remember they were pretty bad. So I don't know if they had some just bad years. But I think they didn't. They get established like in seventy six or seventy seven. So they were basically an extension team.
2: Yeah, they were bad um, in 80, 81 for sure. Okay. Both the both those seasons they were bad, like basement bad. So maybe yep. that's what kind of did it for them.
0: I was actually surprised the Yankees were the winners because like they won 854 uh, games in the 80s. Tigers won 839. They're the top two teams in baseball in the 80s. Actually, the Royals were number three, which they always had some great teams. You don't think about the Royals, but man, the Royals <laughs>
2: had some great teams in the 80s. Yep, They did, yeah. And then the A's were starting to get pretty good at that point too, although they had some lean years in the beginning. So
0: they did, yep, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I think the Toronto thing, and this is the year it really got heated up, right?
2: I think so. I mean, I, I mean, obviously there was some bad blood there. I think from previous seasons, but this was the year, you know, where it was kind of you know we couldn't beat them; they were always ahead. We were always chasing them. I think we chased them the whole year. You know, and then then they swept us in a series like near the end of the year. And yeah. then we were, what, three and a half down with with a week to go or two weeks to go or something like that. And then we ended up sweeping them and then we won the, the division by two games.
0: Yeah, Yeah. We're three and a half games out going into that last week of the season, which yeah. think about it. That's that's a heck of a comeback. Yeah. Starting out the year, the one thing I kind of want to, I don't know about you guys, um, sports as general, like as kids, I kind of always thought of these players as like, I don't know if you want to call them heroes or characters or like, it was almost like they were like, I don't know, like TV or movie characters, you know, it was like, because I don't know if it was, I don't know if you guys really got into baseball cards, but like, I felt like in the as a youth I knew and there wasn't free agency like it is today, but you knew all these players from all these teams. And it was just like, you knew the characters. I mean, it, for me, it was just kind of a big deal. You knew all these guys and what were your guys' thoughts on that? As far as knowing the players in MLB.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what it was for me. I mean, like you said, the free agency was not an issue, not as big an issue. I mean, when, when Parrish left in 85 I mean that was like devastating. It's like, what, you know, what, what's that all about? And, you know, and as a kid, especially of that age, I mean, when you're out playing the yard, right. I mean, you knew the lineup by heart, you know, you know, you knew, you know, every, yeah. you know, this guy's left-handed, this guy's right-handed. They all played the same position. When you look at the stats, you know, that's the same thing is, you know, you got eight guys that all played 140 games or 150 games all at the same position and all, and they batted in the same spot in the lineup every day of the week. So you knew them like really well.
0: Yep, no, no question. Um, you know the Tigers were, all, and, and it was funny with like with Sparky. Um, Sparky was a guy that, for those at home that don't know, Sparky, we're talking Sparky Anderson, <laughs> but you should know this. Um, but anyways, um, he liked his veterans. You know, it seemed like he would always go back to the veterans um, as seasons would go on. He he went back, as we'll talk about later, in this this team. He liked those guys that had been around the league a few years. Even if they were travel journeymen, um, he liked those guys that had been around the league for a while, as as was kind of what we'll find out as we some of these guys they signed, you know?
2: Well, he was a steady guy, too. Yeah. Yep. Like it was, like I said, the lineup, you know, that was always the same. You know, there wasn't any of this tinkering, you know, like, oh, we're going to put, you know, Gibson's going to hit second today because we want him to get more at bats, you know, or none of that was going on then. It was just, here's our order, one through nine, take it or leave it.
0: Yep. No, no question. You know, it, you talked about Parrish, and and that was that was a big deal when, when Lance Parrish left. He was one of my favorites. And, um, you know, a unique catcher, too, at that time. You know, your catchers, a lot of them didn't hit for power. Yep. And I just remember, you know, him, the cleanup guy. I mean, back then... You know he could get you twenty-eight to thirty home runs a year, and, and back then the numbers weren't as gaudy as they are nowadays. A thirty home run season was huge, but that guy, um, he was their cleanup hitter. You knew every day Lance Parrish was hitting fourth. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And when he left, that was a big He's deal. He's
2: underrated as a catcher too. I felt. I mean, he wasn't the yep. greatest catcher, but he, you know he had a good arm and he had you know he handled the staff well. You know, so I mean, yeah, it was that was a bummer to when he left.
0: Yeah, who was his backup again? Marty Castillo yeah. was it? Yeah, I think in the '84, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right there, yep.
1: Fish. Yep. Go ahead,
0: Fish. You were going to say something. Yeah, well,
1: when Parrish, uh when he left to to go to the Phillies, we were appalled. I think we we offered him like eight hundred, and and he took like a million or something, right? I mean, the numbers are so small. Looking back, um,
2: and the, it seems like he took less money, didn't he?
1: Oh, is that what happened?
2: I think, I think that's okay. what
1: it was. Okay. Um, and did he leave before the, I think,
0: I think it's said 85. Did he leave before the 87 series season? Was he with them for a couple years after and then left before 87?
2: I was thinking 85 in my mind, but he definitely okay. wasn't there in 87. No, 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 no. Yeah.
1: I, I don't remember. It could
2: have been 86, but 85 sticks out to me.
1: Uh, 87. So he played with us through 86.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. And then what he was considered one of the biggest busts of, uh, yeah, free agency at that time, right?
2: Yeah, he struggled in Philadelphia. He had a little second coming in California. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he really struggled in Philly.
0: But kind of going into that lineup and talking the characters, let's talk the characters a little bit, or the the players. But I, I still refer to them as characters just because I was a kid, you know. But like when you, the guy who kind of busted on the scene that year, uh, which kind of came out of nowhere, was uh, was Matt Noakes. And he took over that catching spot as a rookie. Yeah,
2: and he and could filled hit filled in
0: very nicely. Yeah. I mean
2: he DH'd on his off days some sometimes, if I remember right.
0: Look at the stats here. He hit thirty two home runs as a rookie. Wow. Um, yeah, he led the home he led on oh, actually no Daryl, Daryl Evans was another one. He he led the team in home runs. I think he hit thirty four that year, but Hey, um, I remember specific – go ahead. Uh, well, go ahead. maybe
1: this is what you're going to say. What year did Daryl Evans uh, lead – he led the league in home runs. Was that – what year was that? He had 41 yeah. year, and I don't
0: know what year that was. And I thought that led I the league.
2: Either.
0: Yeah, um, I'll look it up here, and we'll, we'll fact check it here. But uh, uh, he had 40 the year in, in 85. Okay. It was 85. He, he led the league. Yep. Got it. Got it. I remember that. But I remember Matt remember Matt Noakes You know, there was a uh they had those little mini baseball bats. You remember those little little ones that had like the fake autographs? I still on them? have a couple. <laughs> and, they would, and they would sell those at the stadium. And I remember um hardly ever got souvenirs, but it was the one time I would get a souvenir and um heck I might have bought it because I was probably working then. I was probably delivering papers in eighty seven. <laughs> but I remember uh uh I had a choice of getting a Trammel one and a Matt Noakes one. I'm thinking um, – I was thinking like baseball cards. I knew Trammel was a steady player, obviously a great player. But I'm like – I'm thinking – I'm gonna get this Matt Noakes one because he's a rookie and he's gonna be a star. This is gonna be his rookie. He's gonna be his rookie, his rookie card. And the guy, ne- really, I think he had an okay year his sophomore year, but then after that, he just he just fell off the face of the earth. He didn't do anything after that. It was kind of a one year deal, you know, as a rookie. I don't know if you guys remember that he never really did much after his first couple of years.
2: Did Did he have a decent season in New York? He may he didn't have. Go, didn't he go to the Yankees after? He us? did
0: go. He did. He did. But kind of going with the players, he was the one really young guy. Um, You had Daryl Evans at first base. You had Lou and Tram still around, obviously. Um, This is a funny one, Tommy Brookins. You know the guy. How many years get rid of
2: Tommy Brookins?
1: Yeah,
0: every year it was like he was on his way out, and he hung around. I mean, how many years was he in Detroit?
2: (laughs) A long time, and and they try to replace him like every season. Like Every like, year. Like, cause because like wasn't it Darnell Coles? We talked about that a little bit yeah. before the show. But he was like the new replacement for Tommy <laughs> Brookins. And he didn't he make was, it through yeah. the year.
0: No, and, and it was funny. You said I don't know if anyone out there remembers. I mean, Darnell Coles, um, the year before, I remember he came from Seattle. Again, this all goes back to baseball cards. You knew who players played for. Um, he hit like 20 home runs the year before, and then I just remember he just couldn't throw the ball. Had a horrible attitude. I don't know if you guys remember the story like where he, it was during the game, you know, he got a routine play to throw it. He threw it into the stands. (laughs) That's how far off it was.
1: Uh, I think I do remember that. Yeah, they
2: just, I don't know though. The thing with Tommy Brookins is funny because I really like Tom Brookins like a lot. Like he was, I mean, besides, I mean, Trammell was like my hero. So like I always, he was my favorite player. But behind that, you know, I mean, Brookins was one that I really liked. And they could never, I mean, they could never replace him. I mean, they had Howard Johnson in yep. like 84. He was supposed to be the next phenom. And then they tra- They traded him. I don't even know what they got for him.
1: Yeah. He played on the 86 Mets.
2: They didn't get Terrell. They didn't get, they, did they get Terrell from him? Is that how they got Walt Terrell? Hmm.
1: I believe
0: so, yeah, because of the Mets. Yeah, because
2: yep. that was a big component of the 87 pitching staff was Walt Terrell. So, so I guess it worked mm. out, but. He played
0: 10 Tommy Brookins played 10 years with the Tigers. I'm looking up right now. He played from 79 to 88. And uh, they did finally get. I don't know if they traded him or if if he finally went to the Yankees, too. Maybe that was in that Noakes deal. I don't know. Yeah, he played there
2: brief. uh,
1: I enjoyed when he was first base coach just recently for a few years, man. That was fun. Yeah, he's great.
0: And then your outfield, and you made a great point um, about Gibson, how they had moved him from right to left field, and I completely forgot about that.
2: Yeah, me too until I was looking it up.
0: And I do remember when they made that move. Um, <laughs> Chet Lemon, one of, I think mm. one of the most yeah. underrated center yeah. fielders in the game. Great. He was great. He could hit, and uh, how many times did he take away yeah. home runs? Dusty butt, right? Jumping
1: the fence. Sparky called him dusty butt because he was always hustling, always in the dirt. He was. Well, he would always, and, and so, you know, and, and coaches would always
0: tell you this, right? I mean, and you still hear this. And I remember, I don't know, like, I think ESPN or Fox, whatever is it? Is it Sports Science or whatever? They did a whole analysis on this. And you see kids still trying to do it. Like, do you remember Chester Lemon would always try to slide yep. head first yes. into first base? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> your dad your dad as a coach ta- taught us that that's how you break your fingers would probably yeah i mean it's
0: not it's not traditional yeah. right and i think they've made they've even had i think on that sports science i think they always, I, I was always curious about that because you would think sliding but i think running through the back is still yeah exactly yeah. we have to slow exactly. down the slide though right yeah Isn't so you're still better off running through the Absolutely. back you know
2: isn't it funny you mentioned it, though, like, so you talk about these guys being, like, characters instead yeah. of, like, sports figures, yep. and so it, w- the way I kind of looked at players as a 12-year-old, so wasn't really, wasn't Chet Lemon, like, the only guy on the team that actually slid headfirst anywhere? I think you're right, yeah. Because, I mean, because like, we all had, we had the pretty traditional, like, pop-up guys, you know, right? Yep. Yeah. Whitaker, Trammell, mean, Gibson might have yeah. here and there, I guess, but you know, but nobody else, Larry Herndon, you know, these guys weren't sliding head first, you know, they were all the feet first traditional kind of sliders. Right. But Chet Lemon was all over the place. Oh yeah. And that was kind of a standout to me, like his personality or his character. You know, he was the, the head first slider guy. He was just like the
1: cool
0: guy. He was the, um, um, now why am I totally drawing a blank from major league? Um, you know, the Wesley Snipes, Willie May- uh, Willie May- uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was just, cause remember how you even catch the ball in the outfield. He just throw his glove out yeah. one handed. I mean, as a kid, how many kids yeah. try to emulate him? Right. And it was just,
2: well, he had that big giant glove too. Remember that? Yeah. Was, like this huge glove.
0: He dropped the shades yeah. and just throw his glove out. <laughs> remember that?
2: And the flip shades in the 80s. Yeah.
0: The total flip shades, <laughs> but he, he was, was a hustler, man. I, he was one of
2: my favorites. Uh, he was good. Yeah, he was awesome.
1: Hey, so speaking outfield, then, play. if Gibson was playing left that year, was Herndon just a reserve then? Had he been, real- yeah.
2: He was, yeah. He was like mm. a utility guy.
1: You know, he was
0: another guy, like Herndon Brookens, like he just yeah. hung around, right? And he never, you know, I mean, he just was there, but he was steady Eddie, you know? Um, they got him, I think, from like the Giants, I want to say, but. You know, again, who, who made the yeah. last catch, uh make the last put out of the eighty four right. World Series, right?
2: Didn't 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 he make the last catch in the to to clinch the the division? I think so two or in the Toronto series.
1: I think he was. I think you're right. Yeah, he's mm-hmm.
2: like our clincher guy.
1: Yeah. And famously uh the Macho man Randy Savage is uh roommate in uh, the minor league system for I think the Reds, right? Yeah, really. He, yeah, he, when really? Uh, Macho Man died, he he came out and said. Um, uh, Herndon said that that Savage taught him uh, how to uh, swing a bat at a at a ball tire, I guess. And uh, Herndon said that was maybe it was vice versa. What one of them taught the other, but they both I think they kept in touch a little bit through the years too. Huh.
2: Well, Herndon did a little stint as a hitting coach for us later in years. I thought he did pretty good. I mean, he didn't have much to work with when he was here. But uh no. <laughs> I thought he was pretty good. Hitting coach.
0: Was that the trammel
2: years or no? Before that. Okay. Yeah. I think he might have been like Buddy Bell years. I don't know. Anyway, he was somewhere in that area.
0: But kind of going back to veterans, I thought the Tigers that year, and I do remember all of this. Um I thought it again going back to baseball cards, never got to see him play. But do you guys remember when they picked up Bill Matlock that year? Yes. Now, he was a great hitter, man. They, I, and I looked it up. I didn't realize that guy had won like four batting titles in the National League. Well, he remember the We
2: Are Family guy, yeah, right? For, I think so. For Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was. He was on that team. Wow,
0: I'm pretty sure. And um,
2: I think he I was. Just, yeah.
0: I just always remember that dude um, with the, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Of course, they always had some <laughs> cool uniforms with the uh, like the painters' <laughs> the off. Ads, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, and when they got him, he became like their DH. Permanent. I mean, he was like their number two hitter. I want to say. I think he was he batted second. I want to say.
2: He didn't bat second. Trammel batted second. Are you sure about that? That year, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, because was it by that year they had moved Trammel down to like I don't
0: third or fourth?
2: So I thought I looked that up, but
0: because I thought that was the because okay. he only
2: he only played like sixty four games. I think Bill Madlock did too that year.
0: Right. When right. I looked right. Up the stats. Hey, Fish. Look up the uh, box score. I, I'm interested on that because I I want to say I thought Trammell. Because Tr- well, we'll get into this too about Trammell's year, um, because uh, it was really an MVP season, which <laughs> uh, w- which ended up really being a kind of a photo finish deal. But uh, Matlock, I thought was a big deal, and then of course the thing that really put them over the top, because like you said, Fader, they were always kind of chasing that whole year. I mean, this year, I I think we're talking this year for a couple of reasons. I know you and I and fish, you guys were kind of like 87. And we didn't remember a lot. I didn't remember a lot of the season. I remembered more of the players. Um, I do distinctively remember the Toronto series to end it. Like we talked about a little bit before. And then the twin series, I do remember. Um, But the season itself was kind of a blur, but I just remember like a lot of the deals they made, like the Matlock trade, and then, of course, um, a future Hall of Famer, they trade away for uh, Doyle Doyle Alexander. Do you guys remember that all kind of shaking down?
2: I do, yeah. Yeah. Real quick, before you get into that, I just checked it. I mean, you're absolutely right on the Bill Matlock thing. He he didn't settle into it until like halfway through the season, but... Okay, he hit second eighty four in eighty four games. He hit second, huh? Uh, you, it was Sheridan and Whitaker who were flipping back and forth. That was the year they moved Trammel down to cleanup. So, with now was that all year? Do I wonder?
0: Um, One hundred forty
2: seven games. Trammell he, hit hit cleanup.
0: Wow. Okay, so that was they they put him in there with per, at for to fill in for Parrish.
2: Yep. Was
0: Gibby still in the three hole?
2: He was. Yep. And then Noakes ended up being the fifth hitter. But that must that that happened like later on in the year, because Evans was kind of there. Yeah, where and was Evans hitting? Like sixth, sixth. <laughs> wow. Well, man. really, all over. He so we a fifth, sixth, and seventh was kind of Evans' spot.
1: Huh. Um, he had thirty-four home runs, it was
2: Whitaker leading off.
0: Whitaker was still leading off, right?
2: Whitaker, yeah, one hundred thirty-seven games he led off, but he hit second a lot in the beginning of the season.
0: Really, I think they
2: were still trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. See, I don't remember Sheridan playing a ton, but he was really kind of established as their regular right fielder, right?
2: He was, yeah. Yep he uh, he was. I kind wasn't of a big guy. fan of
0: Sheridan. I was not at the time. Were you guys? No, I don't. I, I don't
1: even remember, remember him it
2: to be true. I, You know, I'll be honest. I don't even remember it. Yeah. I forgot that they had him. Uh, yeah,
1: I remember him. I thought he was more of a utility player. I didn't realize. He played 141 games that year. I don't remember that.
2: Isn't he like the Johnny Grub lookalike? Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny Grub. Rusty Koontz.
2: <laughs> Big old glasses.
0: But, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well you know, like you talk about Herndon, I mean he he he's a and then you know another guy I always loved that he, he was on that team and he was a clutch player, Burgie, Oh, Birdman. yeah.
2: Bergman. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was great. What about Mike Heath? Mike Heath oh yeah. yeah.
0: So is so he he must have been the backup catcher, Heath then,
2: huh? He was, but I mean he played like forty games or something like that, so
0: um, I thought the staff was kind of interesting because I don't know, you know, you, the guy you kind of forget about that was not on this team that was a key part of 84 was Wilcox. Wilcox yeah. I don't know if he had retired or if he had moved on at that point.
2: I can't remember what happened him. to him, but yeah, it hey, seemed like he retired. But. Hey,
1: this is a bit of a random stat, but when uh, Wilcox, Petrie and Morris were in the rotation, we had we have three redheads in the rotation. And has that ever happened in baseball? I was just talking to a coworker about this and I said this guy uh, actually he went to University of Michigan and uh lived by day by Dan Petrie. And I said, you know what? I think there were three redheads in that rotation. Wasn't Wilcox blonde? Okay, maybe. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Anyway, moving on. It, must have, it, must been, it must have been something with uh <laughs> Yeah.
0: With a milk, milky blonde uh, mustache. <laughs> yeah, then, and your then the mustache. And your, what was the eighty? early eighties. And your mom, Steve. I going to say your mom because you, you a few a previous podcast, you had mentioned your mom got you an autograph for Kelly Trippuka. Yeah, yeah, which I uh, hey, you and then know you what? Remember, hey,
1: I got Milt Wilcox's autograph at the Perry Drugs opening in Lake Orion. Actually, well, that's what I was going to say. That that's oh, why okay. I was leading on this
0: because. I think it was actually Century Drugs oh, okay. or Concord yeah, okay. Drugs. you're right. But yeah, on that go,
1: you got the auto- your mom and you got the autograph for me. You know what's funny about that picture is I remember being so—I—I I, I psyched myself out not to blink that my eyes are like three inches wide because I was so—I <laughs> was so scared I was gonna blink. <laughs> I got—I got all this stuff in boxes, man. I—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll oh, find yeah. that Polaroid at some point. He was nice. I remember. I gotta see. remember him being nice.
0: Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, so we got that. And, and speaking of that, like, okay. So I don't know if this this has been right around the same time frame. I don't know if it would have been the '88 and the '87 series. You know, it probably was '87 and the '86 card series. I don't know. But do you remember the little uh, baseball card trade we made at your yeah, house? Yeah, you robbed me. Uh, you robbed
1: me blind, and and we're you were remorseless about it.
0: <laughs> no, it was awesome. So, Fader, listen to this. So, like, out of the baseball, you know how you had your leaders' cards. <laughs> like you had a checklist of each uh, team, yeah. like, and they'd be like a leader, and that would be the checklist of each team. And I think I had a, um, was a Lance Parish one. It does. That seems right. And so Fisher, being—I don't know why, but I don't even know why—why why were you such a Mets
1: fan, girl? I don't up? know. I loved that team, man. I still love that team. But uh, yeah, and then I became Oakland. You know, I changed it with the—you uh, know—teams. So this is this is
0: this is probably right around this time frame because obviously the Mets won it in uh, in '86. So this is now '87. And uh, I remember we had made a trade. I was over your house, and we had made a trade. And I believe I got your Daryl Strawberry All-Star card for Lance Parrish Detroit Tigers (laughs) Leader card, which were probably a dime a dozen. The Strawberry card was a big deal. And uh, and we made the trade, no problem. It was probably before we went to bed. And um, I think it was like the next morning, probably an hour (laughs) before my mom was going to come pick me up, this dude – is down in my like my uh, <laughs> card album. He's trying to take strawberry out of out of the album. He's trying to sneak it out. Like I wasn't even down there. I go, what are you doing? Oh, my mom. He's down there in the car. I'm like a trade to trade, and your mom yes, yelled at yeah. you. And I, of course. Is that probably the time I told you your my mom that you you, you
1: cussed? No, you well, I don't know if that. Was a different yeah, time. I think it's a different time. That <laughs> that that one I got in a lot more trouble for. Thanks a lot, but um, but no, the card. Yeah, my mom was mad at me. I, I just would. I hope you can sleep at night. I'm sure you you know you probably like paid off a, a, a car or you know maybe your house with that card, and I, I just. <laughs> I hope you can sleep at night knowing that, uh, that that should be my card.
2: So so one of one of my strongest memories of you fish is how avid of a of a Mets fan you were. Yeah. What in the world were you doing get rid of a strawberry rookie card?
1: It's <laughs> <was> an all-star <laughs> card. But,
2: an all-star yeah, card. I, okay.
1: I, yeah, I have no. Maybe I maybe I had a bunch of them. I yeah, I have no idea. I have the rookie card by idea. the
2: way. Uh it ended up being that's worth awesome. like 10 bucks.
1: I know. <laughs> my mom, a few years ago, well, that just crashed.
0: What's that? I said that that market, the, yeah. face, the sports card market has just well, crashed the, in the last yeah, 20 but a years. A lot of it was his fault, not necessarily the card. Market. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 Right. Yeah. That's true.
2: Because that was my. Yeah. But my. I had the whole 83 set, and and him and Mattingly were the two. Oh, yeah. The top set, anyway. And I remember always thinking that. It was going to be gold, you know, and then, you oh, know, whenever yeah. he pulled all his stunts and stuff, it's like, OK, there goes that collection, <laughs> which I still have. It. Oh, my,
1: my mom, a few years ago, gave me all my baseball cards and I was like, oh, sweet, man. I'm putting my kids through college and like <laughs> I'm looking them up one by one. I'm like, well, that yeah, that makes sense. That one's not worth anything. But this next one, man, this is my ticket. And uh, It is like nothing. I, I think they're basically worth the weight and cardboard that they're printed on.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. Well, it's when they diluted it, yeah. right? I mean, you used to have just the Pops, Flair, and Dunrus, and, and Tops was kind of the the higher end. You had Flair, and then Dunrus just kind of the, I don't <laughs> Low know. <end>. But, <laughs> but if you had a rookie card, it might be worth something. But it seemed to me, guys, I don't know if you remember. It seemed right around high school. Uh, maybe like our freshman sophomore year, it seemed to be like when they when Upper Deck came out. You guys remember yeah, that they had yeah. a
2: holographic uh, and, field or whatever, yeah. there, right? The little image.
0: Yeah, it was Upper Deck, and I want to say there was another couple uh, brands out there, and it started diluting it a little bit. I thought, you well, know? And it's just
2: like any other it collectible, like-, like the the collectors or like the professional collectors, if that's what you want to call them. They just kind of ruin it because. One, they're selling yeah. them all. Like you can buy them as sets. Like you didn't have to seek them out anymore. Like in bubblegum packets, you know. You, you yeah, you just go yeah. buy the whole set like in a box for like thirty bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and that yep. was every card exactly. too. You know, rookies and everything. You know, so it, w- it wasn't that difficult for people to get them. So anytime you're talking about collections, it's always about rarity. So if there is no rarity, then there is no market.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. A couple of times in high school I remember like really this this being like an ethical ethical struggle, but I I sold some of my best cards to get money for who knows what, you know? And uh like I remember feeling bad afterward, but you know, I got the money. It's probably I don't know, for gas or maybe just to get a car my first car. I don't know. But um, you know, looking back, man, I should have gone all in, just taken it all into the, the card show and got rid of all of them.
2: That yeah, was probably your highest profit that, that year. Is that
1: kind of like donating plasma? Yeah, I did, I did that in college too, but uh, that was... <laughs> I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was regretful as well. That's another story for another day. <laughs>
0: Getting good CDs. That was for yeah. CDs. Yeah. Well, heck yeah.
1: We speaking of music. Literally, literally <laughs> went from the plasma center to the uh, the, the used record store. <laughs> literally, that's I remember. I remember because I didn't have a car, <laughs> and the people I went with were like, "You guys want to go anywhere else?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to spend my money at the record store."
2: I remember asking you like, "Well, Fader, we're jumping."
1: the place yeah, so you I'm remember ref- that
0: fader it was I'm like we we're ref- in oakland we we're in oakland and we would instant message him
2: yeah remember in the library that was yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and he would tell us i just i just donated plasma i'm going to buy zeppelin yeah
2: like, how many times can you give plasma in one week you know, is that is that healthy my mom
1: was not happy about that one either
0: you did. You had. You had it.
1: Or how many days before you could donate again? Yeah, I did for a while, and then it ended. I I <laughs> I, I know this is an '87 Detroit Tigers podcast, so I'll do it. Say it really quick, but the the I had an, an incident where the did needle uh it, it, it came out, and but it was it was putting the blood the pla- or yeah the blood back in under. I'm not a, you know, I don't know. I'm not a medical, you know, expert here. But, uh, you know, it was subcutaneous, I think is the right word. But it wasn't inner vein. You know, it wasn't in the vein. And my arm started swelling. And, yeah, and my whole arm became a big bruise. um, And it it lined up maybe with Thanksgiving or something. So I was home and my mom saw it. So that was was the end. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this all started with Milt
1: Wilcox.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it is a remember when podcast. Right? It is re- I mean, yes, the 87 is. Tigers and seen, and I, but
1: Yeah, I do remember I do remember that when. Um <laughs> hey, uh, uh before we dive back in, I, I think both you guys will know this. How many how many uh cards in a uh tops uh series back in the eighties?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Oh was a 1165. No.
2: No, it's like twenty-five a team or twenty. So that, and then how many ever teams?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I don't in you know guys. that. Seven hundred ninety-two.
0: Oh, good. That's oh, that's a yeah. Square that's question. a great trivia question. Yeah, and it's right on. Yep, I remember that totally. because yeah,
2: a- I had a I had a I had books with like, and it was like nine, nine cards per page, and then like each yep. team had like. I want to say like two and a half pages or something like that. So it must've been like 20 cards per team or obviously it wasn't an even number. Cause it, what did you say? It was 792.
1: 792. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, we're Fleer and Dunross for like six sixty or something like that. Or I mean, <laughs> yeah, 660, something like that. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what they were, but yeah, 790. It, every t- anytime I see that number, I always think back to the tops.
0: And I think that was pretty consistent for several for years, years right? oh yeah and that was the number oh,
1: yeah 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 because yeah. you remember you yeah, used to go to changed the, car- so
2: the teams change
1: yeah right yeah 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 and you remember you used to go to the card show and you get the the uh the commons right so you'd want to fill in your finish your set with the commons
2: right the commons yep yeah. <laughs> a, for sure that's a flea market term
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah well we're gonna get into that in a minute um we'll get through the you know the rest of these uh these characters or players, when they traded for Alexander, obviously at the time, um, you know, we didn't know anything about what the career John Smoltz would have. Right? <laughs> I mean, who's John Smoltz?
2: <laughs> well, so my argument to that, anytime that gets brought up, is there's no way in the world that he has anywhere near that career if mm. he's here. Probably true. Not even close.
0: Yeah, and I still don't. I I, I still to this day. Um, I don't regret that trade. I think that trade was the right. And and again, Doyle Alexander was kind of a journeyman. Who thought he would have done what he did to go nine and zero and what eleven starts? I mean, he got him over the hump. But um, at the time, how do you know? You're trying to win a division, a World Series right now. I mean, you have no idea how many trades every day go on that are involving a prospect. (laughs) And this one just, yeah, and this one just.
2: Right, and
0: like. this one just happened to work out for the Braves, right? But like you said, you make a good point, Vader. He probably wouldn't have done that here.
2: No way, because he goes to the Braves with like pitching you, you know, because of Mazzoli or you know the pitching coach guy, the wizard, you yeah. Know, he he doesn't turn, you know. Plus, he's around Maddox and, right. and those guys. They they all they all learn from each other. There's just no way in the world that he becomes the pitcher he became if he stayed a Tiger.
0: No, I agree. Amazing thing with him is how he did transform from a great starter and became a stud, a stud closer. You know that that was a great story with him. But uh,
2: oh, he's an amazing pitcher. I mean don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to no, 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 no his, no. his career. But, yeah, he's fantastic. I just don't know if he's if he is what he is, what we know him as now. If he didn't, go
0: well, to the think Braves. about it. Like in that era, he would have been on a, a team that was one of the worst in baseball, right? So what would if, you know, he, even if he was around and uh, let's say he did have a couple of good seasons, they may have used him as trade bait to a, a, a contender. Highly doubt he would have stayed with Detroit more in a couple of years. Right. That's well I Roger Craig
2: Yeah. So Roger Craig left for the Giants. So the pitching coach is gone. Yep. So and then he went through some tra- what's that?
0: Billy Muffet.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So they go through those years. And, you know, the, I think the thing that gets forgotten, too, I know you said it a couple times that, like, they kind of fell off the map, like, after the '87 season. The, yep. the Cecil years were not all that lean. Right, right, like, right. Like the, so you're talking, like, through, like, 92. Right, right, like right, right, right. Those years, I mean, they weren't contending by any means, but in those years, we talked about. Off the, you know, off the show. Yep. In those years, if you weren't finishing first, you right. weren't contending because th- that's all there was.
0: Yeah. Talk about that no a little bit. Talk or, about that a little bit, Fader. Break that down because today, baseball fans are not going to understand that, but break that down a little bit because it's a great point. Back in the eighties,
2: sure. I mean, so so when so in the eighties, in in really even earlier than that, of course, right? But there were two divisions. There was an East and a West in each in each league: American League, National League. They didn't play each other. No, there was no interleague. And and essentially, you had, like, two or three, like, really good teams, and then everybody else, no matter how good you were, you just had no chance. Yep. You know, and, and that's where the Tigers were kind of at that point, like, like all the time. Like, you know, so what happened to them in 85? What happened to them in 86? Well, they finished, like, 88 <laughs> yeah. and whatever, or 90 <laughs> and whatever, and they finished yeah. in third. And they were never even in it. Like, And, and, and that was the thing, is, like, by, like, August or whatever, you pretty much knew that that was it. The season was over. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's what makes today's baseball so compelling is because there's always kind of this chance. Whereas back in those days with the divisions, you just either, you either were, or you weren't, <laughs> there was no in between. And let's face it, you know, that American league East,
0: uh, was just murderers row for years. I mean, we talk sure. about Toronto. I mean, we're not even talking the Orioles who yeah. won in 83. have got Milwaukee. the Yankees. Milwaukee was in yep. the East and they Milwaukee had the Brew really crew. They were great. Yeah. Um, Cleveland was really the only bad team in that division. You know, at yeah. that time they weren't very good, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just so different now. I mean, like you said, and, th- and so we'll talk a little bit about this. So let's, let's fast forward because, you know, you guys thought we'd struggle to get to an hour where we're, we're, we're getting 45 minutes in on this and we haven't even got to the playoffs. But, you know, they, they we did get talk their- about plasma <laughs> for 10 minutes. We did. <laughs> 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 and Milt Wilcox, sterile <laughs> <Daryl> strawberry. Uh, <laughs> but you know they get down to that, and and they're down three and a half games going to the last game of the series. They got Doyle Alexander. Um, they basically lost three to Toronto the week before. Um, their backs are against the wall, and they 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 end up sweeping Toronto to win the division. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. So they're up a game. They're now in the last game of the series. they got to win it to clinch the, the division. Do you guys remember that final game of the se- season in 1987? Yeah. Were you guys
1: watching it at all? I was at my aunt and uncle's house watching it. So you I know exactly yeah, where you were. At, I was at home. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah was remember, that a
0: Channel 4 game? Was, was that probably been a Channel 4 game, you think, at the time? or I don't think it was national TV, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know.
2: I think it was local yeah. television, yeah. Because because it, it seems like it was Cal and K-Line um, calling the game.
1: And, and that means we would have gotten the graphic with the uh, the ferocious tiger at the end, right? Remember that little tiger's uh, – remember that? Where it would, like, whimper it'd yeah. whimper if we lost, and then it would get ferocious if yeah. we won?
2: And a bandaid. That's on right, it, That's right, yeah. Wintered, that's right. Yes. Uh, and an ice pack on its head. Oh, uh, i got to find too. that
1: on YouTube.
0: That is great. That as as yeah, a great memory,
1: Eli Zarrett. I years '87. Well, they probably would have gone. They probably would have yeah. had champagne and stuff then too, right? That's yeah, absolutely. Did,
2: yeah. I mean, winning the division was like the panic. Yeah. You know, I mean,
0: but but that was another guy. So we think Wiley Veterans, uh, Frank Tanana. Yeah. So oh, he yeah. pitches a one nothing shutout, and. Um, obviously just pitches a two of over game. But remember, Frank Tanana. Well, first of all, Frank Tanana is from Detroit. Um, next, that guy was a crafty, off-speed pitcher at that point of his career. Remember, like, he was known, and like, he's been around since the early 70s. You figure, I think he was probably 35, 36 years at this point. And, you know, back in the day, that guy threw heat. I don't know if you guys remember that. I mean, I never saw him play. But he was known as, I mean, he, he but he basically threw his arm out and he had to come back and re, kind of learn how to pitch again. Do you guys r- recall that at all? Yeah. yeah he had yeah. just
2: reinvented himself. He was 33 when he, uh, when he was with us in '87.
0: Okay. okay.
2: But yeah. He, yeah. He, I don't know how, I don't know when he had to do that, like, and how long it took him. I didn't know that, but I just remember that was the storyline throughout the season, you know, because he had that big sweeping curveball. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He was good.
0: Um, but, yeah, he had to reinvent – I mean, again, that, that was kind of – you think about, like, the five-man rotation. You know, Walt Terrell, I mean, I, you know, that was another guy on that team. You know, he played with the Mets, and I don't know. Was he on the 86 team, Steve, or do you, do you guys know much about yeah. Walt Terrell?
1: Or, uh... I don't know, but, I, I mean, he was uh, he was in the rotation all season, as I remember that year. Uh, actually, Mets – Mets, he'd actually – you
0: know, this is weird. He came over the Tigers in 85. <clears> wow. So he had been with them for a couple of years. Okay, but yeah, he was a, he was a regular starter for the Tigers. Won seventeen games in eighty seven. Walt Terrell did. Wow,
1: <laughs> another uh, another mustache
2: too, right? Yeah, he's kind of the Magnum. <laughs> <head stuff. laughs> he was kind of redhead. He had a little oh, bit of yeah, redhead, wasn't hair he? Too. That's
1: how I think Dr. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the pitching staff is funny. But I the pitching pitching staff. The pitching staff is interesting. So I mean, it's when you look. I don't remember this. I just was looking at the stats when we talked about going through this. They they really had like the three guys, and I don't know if Petrie was hurt or just kind of losing his stuff or what the deal right. was there.
0: Yeah, what was up with yeah. Petrie that year? Well, he only right? started it's like 21 point. games, so
2: I, I don't know if he was hurt or if he got demoted to the to the bullpen or what mm. the story was. But then they had some guy that I don't remember at all. This Jeff Robinson guy. Mm. But so I mean, yeah. but look at this. So I mean, you don't see this hardly at all. But innings pitched for for Morris, Terrell, and Tanana: two sixty six, two forty four, and two eighteen. <laughs> wow. wow! And that's amazing. You don't see that. You see that with one guy. Maybe. Yeah, there was.
0: Well, here, here's the other thing, guys. I, I found this really interesting. In '87, Morris had 13 complete games. Terrell had 10 wow. complete games. Tanana yeah. had mm.
2: five. Mm. Well, check this out. So the Eric King, the the reliever guy that they had, the dude pitched <laughs> yeah. 116 yeah. innings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a different game, right? And that's in 55 appearances. So he's averaging, you know, he's averaging nearly, you know, two and a yeah. half, three innings of work. Well, and that's just kind know, of how they did it,
2: I think. You know, I mean, Henneman had 96 innings. Huh. And he wow. played. And he pitched in fifty-five games. He won eleven
0: too. games. Had him, had him in won 11 games that year.
2: Eleven and three. Yeah, it's eleven yeah. and
0: three. All in the bullpen.
2: Yes. No. Starts. Yeah. no yeah, all starts. In the
0: yes. Wow.
2: But you got to figure if he's coming in and he's Just pitching the different- sixth, seventh, and eighth, right. Or, right? or whatever he's pitching. Yeah. And and a lot of the games they played that season seemed to be like one nothing games or two one games. Yeah. So he. You know they make their little comeback and he gets the win. You know, I mean that's pretty common. Yeah. No saves on this team.
0: Just a different era, you know. Yeah, very little. I don't. Anyone even have ten saves? I don't uh, even know if anyone fourteen
2: or nine. No, you're right. Just nine. That was it. Did, did, was
1: the was the save stat even? Do you guys even remember that being a thing back then?
2: It was when Hernandez in '84.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I guess that was yeah, a big yeah, deal. Yeah, he won the Young. That. Yeah, yeah. Dan Quisenberry, and then ultimately, Bruce Suter. Like the
2: following year in '88. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was okay. a deal.
0: Yeah yeah they just didn't have a true closer, I don't think at that point. Willie was not Willie. again, you guys made a great point. I don't know if he was still going by uh, Willie or if he was Guermo
2: It says Willie on baseball reference. It was so Willie then huh I
0: assume it was Willie Willie don't call me or Guermo don't call me yeah. Willie Hernandez
2: <laughs> so that so all that so so the reason I said that was so the Doyle Alexander thing, obviously they're, they're going with three starters. they got two relievers because Hernandez wasn't doing anything. Mark Thurman was the other reliever that got a lot of work, but he was really not all that great. Well,
0: they'd be going with at least four starters, right? You'd have Tanana, Terrell, Morris. They were, but who well, were had they? you Morris, Tanana, Terrell, Alexander, right?
2: Well, yeah, but before they acquired Alexander, oh, oh, right, what was right, happening right, right, great there? Great point. I was kind of oh, making an
0: argument for why it, they had to get it, Alexander. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I thought you were including him. Good point, good point.
2: I mean, I think they were really struggling there to finish – like even if they were going a four man rotation, which would have not been uncommon in eighty in eighty seven, you just couldn't fill the fourth. Yeah, spot. you're
0: right. Something must have been going on with Petrie. We just don't know or remember, you know, because right because he was always their number two, but he was he he was not <laughs> top five.
2: No, yeah, no. It was definitely <coughs> Morris, Terrell, and Tanana. Those were the guys. And they all started thirty four, thirty five, thirty four games. That's a lot of starts. Yep. So they needed a guy, and I mean, really, I mean, not that one guy can do it, but I mean, you could probably say that Alexander sure. won them the pennant, yeah, yeah, pretty yep. easily without getting a lot of argument.
0: So again, kind of going back to your point, Fader, you know, so they win ninety eight games. Toronto wins ninety six. Okay, have a, have a nice, mm-hmm. have a nice year. You know, you're done. And I think the standings that year. I want to say, I want to say, whoever, yeah. um, uh, Trying to think, someone who finished third that year. I want to say won ninety games. I think Milwaukee won ninety games.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tigers had the best, uh, best, best record in the the majors. Yeah.
1: Wow. Oh yeah. Ninety-eight games, yeah. so and that's what we were talking.
2: And they had to win two well, out hey, of three. I, I was going to say, does that uh, end
1: of season Toronto implosion remind you of any two thousand nine team by chance uh, coming down to the wire against the Minnesota Twins? Hmm. Yeah,
0: you could make that argument. Well, it's a different <laughs> podcast, but you could make that argument for 06, too. They nearly sure. blew it then. They yeah, they, uh, they got in the
2: wild card. Yeah,
0: yeah, they had that firmly in control.
2: Yeah, they had that division. You know, out. it's like it, you know,
1: I we grew up on the '84 wire to wire team. You know, we were in fourth right. grade, and then like every every great baseball te- every tiger great tigers team since then, even we've gone to the World Series and such. Is a, like it's a little bit of a disappointment because you're like, yeah, they kind of squeaked into the postseason. You know, they didn't come in just. Uh, although even that '84 team, they started out strong, but I think they were fi- they played 500 ball after, right? You
2: know, Pretty after much, the yeah. All star break, yeah. So the so the '87 team baffles me, like in the postseason, because I don't remember a whole lot about that. Although you brought up some pretty bad memories of Gaetti and and oh. and like absolutely being unstoppable, which continued into the World Series, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, I just remember first of all, that's um, let's pause here. So they win ninety eight games, and this is kind of what I was talking about a little bit before the show. How is it all? their sports can figure this out. And for some reason, baseball is as much history and just as much tradition. Maybe that's the problem, right? How do you how do you rotate every year home field advantage? <laughs> so the Twins win 85 games that year. 85 games. They sneak into the playoffs. And, oh, because the AL East had home field in 86, eh, it's your turn, Twins. So I always thought that was really weird not understanding it. The Tigers win ninety-eight games. They beat the best, the second-best team in all of baseball to win their division, and now they got to go on the road to the Metrodome. Which, guys, let's let's face it, that place was a tough place to play. Oh, the baggy, yeah, the baggy, yeah,
2: yeah. That was the place that uh, you know we uh, talked about this earlier, but just to bring it back up, where they were talking about like the the fans and the like, not the people, but like the actual circulation system you know in the stadium like they'd have it (laughs) on for the twins hitters but off for the tigers and you know a lot of different a lot of different things happening in that stadium Mm. because domes were relatively unknown for baseball stadiums at that point in fact i think that year was the first year that the world series had ever been played inside like ever uh,
1: well, there was, was just the, the there's Kingdome, Astrodome, and uh, Metrodome. Was there was there anything else for baseball? Those were
2: the, those were the three, I think. That's what yeah, I, was I think thinking. you're right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you know, so
0: I I go back to this, and I was kind of looking this up. This was me just geeking out a little bit, but I'm like the the Twins actually that year. And remember, up to this point, the Twins were kind of an embarrassing organization. I remember the Tigers. I mean, you guys remember this? Younger Tigers seemed like they would always open their season in Minnesota. For some mm-hmm. reason, it seemed like they would always yeah. open and kill them.
1: <laughs> they'd always kill them. Well, I wonder and, if they tried. I wonder if they tried to schedule that so they could give the minute if the twin, you know, Twins a nice opener. I guess could it doesn't have been matter.
2: Weather doesn't too. Mean, the I guess.
1: Anyway, move on. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because of the weather, yeah, they yeah, weather. just like just like we opened in Toronto this year. Yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. It seemed like they were always there and they'd always
0: just kill the Twins. But I was looking this up, like the Twins, like. They, for the season, they were outscored by their opponents. I mean, they gave up more <laughs> runs than they scored the Are whole year. Are you serious? Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. They they were outscored for the year. Um, you know, they win 85 games. They sneak in. And this is where it was kind of weird. Okay, so this is seventh grade. And I'm gonna, we talk, I wanted to bring this up. But we had a teacher in seventh grade. He was a geography teacher, uh, Mr. Hershberger. And he had a lot of things, you know, I just think he had his fingers in a lot of different things. He was a teacher, but he was very unique in some of these different projects he had going. And I remember he brought the TV in and (laughs) um, we watched it on, do you remember this, guys? We watched it in his classroom. He was being interviewed. I think, I want to say it was by Bob Costas. He was in Minnesota getting interviewed on Good Morning America or the Today Show or whatever it was, and he's promoting his book he
1: had had just come out with, The Sports Hall of Oblivion. Do you guys remember that at all? I remember at at middle in our middle school there being an autographed picture of uh, Kirby Puckett that he'd gotten at the uh, at the Metrodome. It might have even been, and then there might have been a picture of the two of them or something like that. <laughs> um, and as I remember, the the autographed picture was not in his room; it was in the science room. Anyway, huh. uh, but and I do remember him uh, going up there because I think he was. Uh, we had like a substitute, and we all knew, you know, where he yeah. was. And I do remember, like, him getting interviewed on – I didn't remember it being Bob Costas, but uh, I, I, I remember he's, like, sitting on a stool. It might have yeah. been. He was in but, the Metrodome. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, on a stool or something, and uh, like, during batting practice or something. So, yeah, I do I do remember that, and I knew he was up there. And,
0: and, and Going back to I always thought that was weird. I mean, I don't know if it was because he was from Detroit, the Tigers. They had, a, But I always thought it was weird. It's like, we're in game one. Why are we playing at the Metrodome? I mean, I was only 12 years old, but I knew it was always it was basketball, f- you know, football, hockey, whatever. it is. you knew the home team was the better team. How did this team have home field advantage? It still bothers me. And <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, that's just baseball, I guess. But then, like, they, okay, they still can't so, get it. they still can't get it right. It's still messed up. How do you have the? How do you? Ha- I mean, how can you? How,
2: what? What do they do today? So does. This is the first year where they went to records. So this, this, this year that we're in now, really, well, I mean, they had it on the, on kidding the league me. side, but like the remember the world series was decided by the all-star game. So they got rid of right. the all-star game thing. So right, now right, it's, right. now it's by record. Yeah. So now it's by record wow. all the so way So they through.
0: got rid of the, ba- well, thank goodness. I mean, come on. I mean, but so, uh, yeah, you could think, uh, or right, I go back. Well, we're not going to go back to the, <laughs> the 11 year, right. Or whatever, but whatever it was, we uh, Val. but anyways, uh, 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 again, tell me that's not all-star game driven, right? Come on, yep. That yeah. Him.
1: yeah, thanks a lot, Prince Fielder. He he he's the one that he said, "Hey Ver, get triple digits." <laughs> and that's when he threw that pitch. And it was the weekend after it had been announced that Verlander and, and uh, Kate Upton had gone on a double date with Porcello after the Aerosmith concert at the Palace. It was like the like a couple <laughs> nights before. So I remember Twitter blowing up saying, like, oh, it's all her fault. You know, now another are married, oh, yeah. married and right. had kids and everything. So kids. I guess it all worked out in that perspective. But, yeah, you know what? Quick side note, this because this, this angered me. I was at a tech conference, and the CIO of the Giants uh, 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 is the keynote speaker. And he's going through and he's like, Hey guys, have I told you this would? No, we no, talk, no. I don't think we. Okay. No. He says, I'm sitting next to my boss who knew nothing about baseball. And so, but I'm like, I'm like finishing this guy's sentence because he's like, Hey guys, I'll tell you how technology can really make a difference. He says, all-star voting we were the first stadium to have wi-fi in our stadium so guess who we got to uh to be in the all-star game pablo sandoval guess what first inning guess who he's facing the best pitcher in baseball you know who that is guys justin verlander well guess what happens in that and that's home field advantage let me tell you what home field advantage is and he goes on and then he says and because in the all-star game was it a it was like a bases-clearing double, I think. Is that right? Or was that the, – the Grand Slam was in the World Series, I think. Anyway, yeah. he, he cleared talks the bases. about –
0: He cleared the bases he in the cleared... All-Star game, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, you know, he, again, he's in front of a bunch of people who know – nothing about baseball and he says so we got three runs in the first inning off of justin verlander we won the game that's home field advantage first game of the world series guess who tandoval is up against justin (laughs) verlander and he's like so god you know everybody just clapping wow this technology in the stadiums is amazing and I'm just hanging my head. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I looked for the guy afterward. I wanted to tell him, you know, like, hey, I didn't, you know, in a joking way. Didn't appreciate your story. Still have nightmares. But uh, he was gone. He was on his flight back to SFO. <laughs> oh, man. That's a whole other
0: episode. We we, will, pro- we, we, we will cover it for sure. Uh, yeah. um, so going back to Hirschberger, uh do you got, okay, so we, we saw him there. He had this uh, book. It was Sports Hall of Bolivian. Did you get a copy of that? I have an autographed copy still in my uh, memorabilia box that you talked about. Is it one of your boxes at home?
1: Yeah, I, it could. I, I don't think. I, I think I might have had a copy. I know I had a half ball at some point, too, but uh, those I, I don't think those made the cut.
0: Okay, so talk about. Okay, so first of all, Sports Hall of Oblivion, you can actually see, get it on Amazon still to this day. We did check it. So if you want to order a copy, it's a hard copy and, and paperback. Uh, but basically it basically was about a lot of organizations uh, over sports history that basically uh, were defunct over time. They basically you know established an organization. It could have been in. World Football League or whatever, or some of these older leagues and basically are around. So it was just a lot of fun facts about different uh, sports organizations and leagues. But anyways, you mentioned half ball. Uh, yep. Do you guys want to get into that a little bit of what half ball was? And it was a game that he introduced to us um, in middle school.
1: Yeah, well, I played it. I don't know if there was a half ball club or what, but I remember uh, going out. a couple. Of, okay, yeah, I think I, I was in it at least I for a your while. your
0: cousin ran it.
1: Huh? I think
0: your cousin ran it. No. There was, there was someone in our class that had the same <laughs> last name as you, I think it was the head of
1: it. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I was. You had a broomstick. You had a broomstick yeah. and, uh, and this ball. So it's like a, think of it as a hollowed out, uh, you know, it's almost like what kids have today, like those suction cup things that, you know, you can like put on stuff. So it's kind of like that. It's like this hollowed out rubber ball. Uh, but then cut in half, so it's a half ball. And so you'd hit it and, you know, then the uh, the physics of it, you know, whether you're the concave end or the convex end is going out and and, you know, it bounce. And yeah, I think it was it was it baseball rules with with bases and outs and everything recorded. Yeah, I don't think you ran. I think it was just like ghost runners, uh, but it
0: was based on how far you hit the ball would determine uh, if you got a single double home run or triple or whatever. I think you only got one swing at it too. I want to say, wasn't it? I don't think you even it, got three strikes,
1: and it wasn't easy. And, and no. as I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I would be very embarrassing at it. I'm sure.
0: Well, and, then, and again, just throwing the ball was a challenge if you're a pitcher. Yeah. Anyways, that was kind of fun. Um, he ha- he did have a half-ball club. I do remember that. And there were people that would stay after school and play. I
2: thought it was before yeah. school. Wasn't it in the morning?
0: Maybe, maybe it was before. I think you're right. I think you're right, Fader. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, they would do these games, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think I ever did it, but they had these games. And then the other thing, we you guys talked baseball cards and sports cards. Yeah. We got talking. You know, he was a big um, – kind of sponsor in, in Oxford of hosting yeah. uh baseball card shows. Oh yeah. And I, I, w- I want to say used to have them. I don't know if it was the
1: old high school on Washington Street. I don't think that was the old high school, but okay. it wasn't it was like a an old uh like a, the old uh, town hall or, yeah. or civic center or something. It was an old Oxford building. Yeah, uh, I think the only time I was ever in that building and it was by that high school because, yeah, bad, but I think that high school was torn down. OK, um, but um, yeah, I'll,
2: fire hall. now. OK, one.
1: OK. Yeah, I went to those. Yeah, I wheeled and dealed, bought and sold. I, yeah, those those were uh, those are good memories. It was like we were talking earlier, right in the height of the baseball uh, baseball card uh, frenzy.
0: He was into that stuff, and he would promote it at school. I know there would be ads yeah. like in the paper, and I remember going up there. I think I bought. And you talk about sets, um, you know, your common cards, and I remember I um, I bought at, at one of his shows the, uh, the 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 team set for the Tigers, the '84 <laughs> team. <laughs> so that was kind of like cool. I mean, it, it wasn't super expensive, but I just remember that's cool. I got the whole team set from the World Champion years. And you guys remember like baseball cards? How at that time where you'd have your normal set, like Steve you had mentioned, yeah, seven hundred ninety two. But then like middle of the year they would yep. come out with traded series. Do you guys remember that? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. I had those mm-hmm. for, for think several they, did years. Did you have to get? How did you get those? Because I remember people would have them. Like, how did you get those? Because I don't think those were like in standard packs, like in the like Art and Dicks no. or Pattersons. How did you get those? Card shows. That's how I got them. Okay. I, that's probably why I never really got them because they were, you know, they were they were non traditional and you couldn't just order them. There was no internet. You had to find them, right? So, like you said, I
2: think you could order them out of the back of like baseball digest. Probably. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Did you ever get that wood? I did That's not. Something you would get. I did not I get got that. that. No. Is that little, like, like that little half size? Yeah. Wood. I know yeah. What you're
1: talking about. Yep.
2: I, I used to get that for years.
1: I had some of that. And then uh, Beckett's, of course, too. That was the big, uh, the price, uh, pra- uh, card price uh, guide, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. But you know, they, you know, going back, you know, back in that time,
0: I don't think we really, you know, at that time, I don't know how much I was really into the price. It was just the enjoyment of doing it, you know. Um, like, uh, like I do remember, like you had your tops have those sticker books. Like you collect stickers as well. Did you guys, did you guys ever have any oh. albums? Those were cool. Yeah,
2: we, I, w- I wasn't into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you and I used
1: to go down to in Clear Lake, uh, down to the office because they had the long arm stapler, right? So we would, because we would look, I found, we, we, were, we were texting about this because I, again, going through boxes, I found my 83 sticker book and uh, I sent you a picture of it. And yeah. you and I would trade and, and look at these books and they'd fall apart. So the office That's would right. go, staple them together for us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Hey, you're talking Art and Dicks, too. i think pretty sure this was called the 87 Leaders Mini Cards. you remember that oh, yeah. set? Oh, yeah, the minis, yep. And, uh, Art, yep. this is, again, where I thought that I was going to, you know, pay for my future uh, house uh, with this investment. Uh, I went to Art and Dicks, and, uh, like, they didn't sell them, but I asked them about them, and they, they, they could only buy it, like, in the quantity of a box, and I don't know, how, you know, cutting grass or whatever. I had the money, and I gave it to them, and hey I went through them. I had two or three sets just from that that box of them, and I, I thought that was the that was my uh, that was my big uh, my big investment. But I'm sure those are again worth about 35 cents f- uh, per set. <laughs> had it had the like the fuzzy edges, you know, kind of yeah. like that mystical kind of fuzzy edge around the players with big deal. And then they, I think they had some kind of foil uh, cards as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, hey, um, so going back to the series i I know uh, kind of cloudy. was there anything that stuck out to you, fader, on this series at all? Um, I know it was kind of cloudy for all of us, but there was Horrible a few things picking. that stuck out yeah, okay
2: that's that's the only thing that I can relate, really, and i and I confirm that you know with some stats, but that was the one thing I remember is so. You know, Alexander gave up like ten runs in like nine innings. Pitch or like <laughs> right. <and all> <laughs> yeah. You know, so so he so he wins us the division, but then he's like a total gaff in the in the series. Um, and I think it, and, and it was the opposite for them. You know, I remember Viola was like oh. unhittable.
0: You know, oh, and do you remember Juan
2: Berenguer coming in and being like yes! the door closer?
0: That's right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pitching for them, and that was like uh, a stab in the heart. You know. Yeah, I remember that always. Like, was it?
0: Was it? Um, I don't know if it was just something like my grandfather would say or something, or if it was actually like George Keller, Ernie Harwell. They always, I always, always like Juan Berenguer bearing down. Here's Juan Berenguer. He's bearing down.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, staple of the '84 team, right? I yeah,
1: mean, he was a s- setup guy, right?
2: Yeah, him and Senior Smoke.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that was that was the uh, pair.
2: Yeah, year. and then they'd set up Willie, and then that was it, man. That was that's yeah. a pretty lethal. Uh, yeah, three three arms in the pen.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, Realio Lopez, right? Did you mention yeah. him? He was yeah, yeah senior okay, sorry, smoke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, sorry. Was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he died in a car accident. Like, I think
2: so. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah,
1: just like like still like in the eighties, I think. Um, but uh, you know, I was looking at the at the, the the playoffs, and I I don't remember much about that other than us losing. Um, the games were on the games. Game one uh, was on a Wednesday. Two was on a Thursday. Um. So, I, I, and then if back it's back, can you imagine that? Well, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Central Time Zone. I'm not sure what time they were on. I, I don't know. Was those being school nights? I I might not have really even watched them. Um. And then Saturday, Sunday. You know, uh, you know. Heck, you have a busy weekend. I might not have even watched much of it.
2: So, so here's the thing: is like if I, all these games were high scoring games, which if if I remember correctly in the season, they you know the Tigers were kinda hanging their head on like two one wins and one nothing wins and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And all these games are like eight to seven, you know, nine to five, you know, just ridiculous scores. And they actually did win three in Detroit, so apparently they were doing the two three two back then.
0: They were right. Yeah. Which
2: I didn't I didn't realize that or I don't remember that.
0: Well, I was looking at the dates, and I remember there was something a screw up, and I could kind of I, I I thought it was Evans, and I couldn't I, I knew there was something. I was at my grandma's house, and I remember it was a day game, so I'm thinking back. Okay, we're back at home. Something happened, and I kind of just had to I had to go back and look because it wasn't real clear, but it was. So um, Minnesota wins the first two games at home, and, and again, kind of going back. Viola is money. Um, you got Juan Berenguer, but Gary Gaetti. Basically, mm. they can't Mansky get the too. guy out. Branski's the one who really sticks Bransky. out to me. They can't get those guys out. You yeah. know, uh, just can't. Dan Gladden. Uh, I just mm. remember his long hair sticking out of the back of the helmet, another mustache, <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> just and just killed us. He was like their leadoff hitter. You know, I think Gladden ended up actually playing for the Tigers for years. So year, yeah, too. I still I hated know. him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember Bernanski. But, I, mean, I think he hit like 500 or something with like six home runs and 15 RBIs or something ridiculous like I think, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you got to remember, like Kent Herbeck was their best player, and yeah, but
2: I don't think he played a whole lot in that series. No. for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, and it goes back to baseball cards, right? I mean, they that team actually, if you think about, it, of course they won another one in '91. They had some talent on that team, but this was kind of their coming out party. You yeah. know, 87. Yeah. I mean,
2: obviously, Kirby, you know, I mean, he was yep. obviously their, their guy. Uh, yeah. Kirby Puckett.
0: Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the play that stuck out to me was and it, it, the Tigers had a rally. I think it was like the eighth inning of like game four. So they're down 2 1. They got a runner, I think, on first and third. This is probably very similar. Probably all resonate with the Prince Fielder deal. Um, a few years later, a few years ago, I should say, they're up, they're down a run and like the eighth inning, they got runners on first and third, like one out. And they picked Darrell Evans off at third base. Mm. (laughs) 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 He's, He's like, he's like sleeping. And I remember that. I was at my grandma's house.
2: Yeah. And Daryl Evans, I mean, shouldn't he be like a half a step off the base? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, really. just,
1: put a, just put a foot on the freaking bag, man. Don't even, don't even tempt it. I mean, where are you
2: going? Like if it's not, you know, if it's not a home run or something, you're you're yeah,
1: they're not going to, they're not going to run the squeeze with uh, Daryl Evans on third base.
2: <laughs> so they
1: pick
0: him off now. Now it's two outs. They killed the rally. And, uh, they're done. They lose. They lose game four. They're down three one. They're done. They're done now. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that Prince Fielder play a couple of years ago where he got picked or he didn't slide or whatever
1: it was, slide. right? Yeah.
2: He he didn't slide. Slide. <laughs> Although I blame that on the on the coach.
1: Man, it, as I were talking about this '87 series, I'm real. I'm, I'm digging up all these bad memories, <laughs> man. I'm gonna have to exactly uh,
0: live and die with our tigers. And a fader, you want you want to. I, I I thought why another year to pick this. There was a couple things I want to pick. Want to pick this year. I kind of made an executive decision before <laughs> the show. You guys are saying 6 six. I'm like no, we're doing eighty seven. But we'll, we will do an oh six show. But um, kind of talk about the MVP that year because I thought you brought some great points up there.
2: Yeah that that one sticks in my craw. Yeah, I mean so it was it was a basically a two man race. Uh, George Bell for the Blue Jays and and Trammel, uh, you know, for the Tigers, and you know, essentially, George Bell had like forty six home runs or something like that, I think, and and that was really the one category that he stuck out in more than 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 Trammel, and he wins the thing. And I just remember being so disappointed that Trammel yep. didn't win the MVP. I mean, that was like a big deal to me for whatever reason, probably because my age. And I was just so devastated. I just, I just hated yeah. George Bell like ever. Yeah, since. Like, because of that. I'm just thinking, like this guy, like you know, he's like mediocre outfielder at best. You know, he has the good power year. You know, I mean, he hit, I think he hit like 300. I mean, he didn't have a bad year, but Trammell hit like 343. You know, he he's clean up shortstop in yep. 1987 was unheard of. Um, you know, he had like 22 stolen bases. Um, you know, he, I think he was right up there with RBIs, almost as much as, as bell, like maybe just a couple shy. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I just think it was like kind of an obvious choice to go with Trammell there. And I just, and it seems like that's just right. kind of a common theme for the tigers too, is like, they're always just not getting recognized for these types of things. I mean, and really, I mean, bigger picture here and, you know, and now we're yeah. not so sore about it because Trammell's in the hall of fame, but it, it's seasons like that that affected, you know, his recognition later in life. Because I just kind of felt like Tremble oh, was yeah. like a surefire Hall of Famer, and it took him, it you know, it took him that extra vote to get in, you know. And and boy, you know, an MVP in '87 would have gone a long way to help make his case, anyways. And uh, you know, just kind of a little bit of a sore spot for me that whole MVP race. Yeah,
0: I agree, and I, I think you make a great
2: point about. Again, that's
0: again why he didn't get the credit even originally for the Hall of Fame voting. Is you say eighty-seven, a shortstop batting cleanup? It's unheard of. You know, uh, shortstops did not hit for power, hardly hit for average. You know, this guy now he could he was he was an underrated fielder too.
2: Yeah, I mean it was basically him and Ripken and Yant. You know, they were the shortstops like of the era, right? And and they all could hit and they you know and, and whatnot, but. You know, Ripken and Trammell were very similar as far as their fielding abilities because they didn't have a lot of range, but they were so good at like getting in position that they made plays. They didn't need range. You know, I mean, yes. Yeah, does Lou deserve to be in? Say it again. Does Lou deserve to be in? I think he does. I agree. I mean, if you if you make that argument for, you know, it depends how you look at Hall of Fame, but if you look at eras, like he, like yep. he was one of the most dominant second basemen of his era. Yeah. And just the fact that in the Hall, when you, you know, if you've, I don't know if you guys have been to the Hall of Fame or not, but they, the Hall of Fame really recognizes, there's a lot of places in the Hall of Fame where they recognize like standout type, either performances or historical type, you know, numbers or whatnot. How do you not recognize like the longest double play combination in, in major league history? All time. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, and, and they were both good players, like Hall of Fame worthy players. Not like they were just average Joes. You know, how does that yeah. how does that not get recognized? I mean, there's a whole giant room at the Hall of Fame that's, you know, what's the um, chance um, that that whole. I can't remember their names now, the Dodgers. It's so and so, so and so to chance. It's a big. Oh, OK, you know, it's a big uh, double play just- thing. Anyway, sure. there's a whole room dedicated to that, like at the all How do
0: you not have that I remember in there?
2: being yeah. there, thinking like, "So why isn't Trammell and Whitaker like some sort of like footnote at least? You know, I just don't get it."
1: Did you say Trammell stole twenty two bases that year in eighty seven? You said Trammell stole, what, 22 bases?
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: Man, I uh, I don't remember him being, uh, a being a base stealing threat. That's, uh, wow, yeah. That on top of his average, man, that's uh,
2: especially in the cleanup spot, you know. Yeah,
1: and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's. uh, We certainly have a lot of good memories, uh, both both Lou and uh, and Trammell. Man, oh, it was great. We were fortunate.
0: We were, and even the, the Morris thing, I was glad to see him get in. Of course, you know, again, goes back to media, right? Morris wasn't a, a media darling, but you know, <laughs> he was the winningest pitcher in the 80s, and then he goes on and wins uh, two more World Series in the 90s. Um,
2: He's the ace of three World Series championship teams. Yeah. How do you not recognize that?
0: Yeah, yeah. you want to say his is too high. Come on. Yeah. He's a winner. Exactly. He's a winner.
2: Yeah. yeah. Three separate teams. He's the ace of the staff on three championship yeah. teams. You tell me that's not yeah. worthy.
0: And you know, I think with Morris, I don't get it. We can maybe have another show on some of these players. But you know, when that, you know, you could say his ERA was high, but like when it was money game situations, was, yeah. for the most part, that guy was tough to beat. Like the, what in '91 with the yeah. Twins again, he comes yeah. there. What's he? he he pitch a ten inning shutout against
2: Smoltz, obviously. Obvious, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: wow amazing <laughs> he yeah. won three games at world series i mean it's amazing his money 10, innings, such a, ten com-
2: inning complete game one nothing victory right wasn't that that game seven
1: yeah yeah. Just yeah such a competitor he was i was watching the tigers game a little bit today and uh he was up in the booth
0: yeah yeah that's good that they bring those guys back so that, yeah, so that's kind of, that's it. I mean, the the, the season kind of ended, obviously, disappointing. The MVP race was disappointing. It was kind of a bummer. The reason I wanted to bring this season up was, um, I think it was a critical part in history. Um, Fader, you kind of mentioned they did have a couple decent seasons after this, but... It just wasn't the same. A lot of that core group was now dissolving. Gibson leaves after this season. He goes on to the Dodgers, wins the MVP, and obviously the historical moment that takes place uh, yeah. there against Eckersley in Game One. I remember Who could I, that. I
1: remember where I was for that one, man. That
2: was great.
0: Yeah, so it just, and of course, you know, and then the, the whole American League had switched around. I mean, that's. The American League East kind of takes a back seat for a while. Oakland goes on and goes a three mm-hmm. straight World Series. The, just the whole dynamics change. Toronto has their run and, in the early 90s. And then, you know, at, by that point, you get to 94. We're, we're graduating 93, which we talked about. They had a pretty decent year. They had a power lineup. But, you know, then they go into obscurity for forever. And, you know, and I think, again, we'll, we'll have to have an 06 discussion because that's kind of the resurgence of, Uh, the renaissance of this franchise, right? Yeah.
2: Unexpected, too. I think that's probably part of it, too, is it somewhat came out of nowhere.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. No question. And really, that was the beginning of an era up until really, what, two years ago? Yeah. And now I think we're kind of back into that. Maybe we're, unfortunately, who knows when they'll be back. You know? We're back to 94, 95. Uh, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, because those 90s years, oh. like my memories of those 90 years are bad logo changes, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> stupid gimmicks at the stadium. You know, bringing in, you know, we got a whole team of Rob Deers and home run guy. You know, basically it was like a circus, you know, because they knew yep. they weren't going to win. So it's like, let's just bring in the circus and, you know, we'll sell some tickets. And it was just this hang on kind of thing. And then obviously that ended up biting them, you know, for the next decade. Yeah, they just couldn't get
0: out of it. Um, Bill Gullickson, what's your number one? Poor management, poor farm system. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. the Tigers, Tigers website app. To, uh, there's a, there was the last couple of days, there's an article says opening day sells out, you know, so it like just sold out the home opener tomorrow. And uh, as we're taping this, and uh, I, yeah, I remember getting on where if you didn't get your tickets the moment they went on sale, they were gone for opening day, you know, so oh, yeah, it's a yep. different era. We'll get, we'll get back, we'll get back there. For sure,
0: any closing uh, comments on '87, you guys? I guess that's a no.
2: <laughs> Nothing for me. Yeah, no. I think we've pretty much covered it all. And we did. It was. Uh, it was. It was a good year. Like the the the, the, the Blue Jay thing is. Such, that's such a nostalgic moment yes. for me as a child. You know that was awesome for them to do that because it was such a you know such a feat. I think. But you know, then the disappointment in the playoffs and kind of the beginning of the end, you know, then it's kind of a sore spot as well. Real quick, that, that
0: 87, that game
2: at Toronto, last home game, you know drew, like
0: 51,000 people were there? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: It was raucous, too. <laughs> I remember, like, the, I just remember it being, like, really, even on TV, like, yeah, wow, and that was in 87. They didn't have, like, microphones all over the place. <laughs> right. Whatever. You know, and the cameras like, going up and down. Yeah. You know, because the bleachers there are going nuts. Yep, How- yep. Yeah, that was how cool awesome.
1: would that be just to get to just walk around Tiger Stadium one more time and just sit down in a in a in a seat or the bleachers, man. Just yeah, what a
2: place, what a special place. Uh. Well, that's what was so cool about this. Go, I won't get on this, but when I saw the Eagles at Tiger Stadium, that was in ninety four.
0: Okay, yeah, and it
2: was like really cool just to be yeah. there. Yep, you know, like and and out and we were on, we were in the outfield is where our seats were and uh it was just cool to walk around yeah yes and i remember just I remember just walking around like and i you know and, and they had like tarps and stuff down but still it was just kind of you could feel it underneath there yeah like, wow this is tiger stadium oh, this is so i can awesome.
1: smell that place just the the, the 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 sounds oh just a special special place
2: yeah i mean it's it, it definitely is too because comerica's cool but every time i go down there it's still tiger stadium was and, and tiger stadium was kind of a it's kind of a piece of junk too. It, was. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the greatest right, right. building or anything like that it was just something about tiger stadium though and maybe it's just childhood memories are better than than other memories i don't know
1: we, we went to fenway park a few years ago it was the first time i had been there I, weren't fenway yankee stadium and tiger stadium all built in the same year am i right there uh maybe i'm off by a little bit but the same era and that steel construction and everything and which was new at the time and um but anyway just being at fenway you're it just reminded me of tiger stadium good and bad you're like these corridors are really narrow and you know some of the views are awful you know they've i think as constructions improve they can make more wide open you know viewing areas but um yeah, but like you're saying Fader, just this childhood memories, nothing can replace that.
2: Well I think that yeah, I think they were both built in nineteen twelve, uh the two stadiums. Or like it wasn't Tiger Stadium was of course a different field and all that in nineteen twelve. It didn't right. become Tiger Stadium until the fifties right. or whatever, but but still, you know, same same idea, same, you know, neighborhood location, that kind of stuff. Yep. Just, yeah, it's just cool.
1: My grandma talked about uh walking to the uh was it Naven Fields I think yeah. Yeah. Um, she talked about it when it was in field. Yep. Uh, many, many good memories. I stopped right as they were tearing it down. I got there uh, once hmm. with, with our son and it was about, oh cool probably about two thirds torn down at that point, but, uh, but some of it was still standing. So it was a nice, nice moment. Is it anything now? I have not been by that site in so
0: long. Is it a park or is there anything there at all now? It
2: was a, it was a baseball field for like the police, I think, or something. Yeah. Okay. I think they were doing, uh, so up here in Michigan, we have these, uh, like these old time baseball leagues where they play like with no gloves and they wear the old uniforms. It's kind of like a historical society kind of thing. Yeah. And they were playing some games like that there, like a few years ago. Because my son was actually doing that. He was on the Flint Lumberjacks team and and he did that for, I don't know, a dozen games or so. And, uh, and they, they went down and played a team from Detroit down there at that field. And, uh, so I don't know. I don't think they do that anymore because I think they just changed it again. I don't know what it is right now, but I'm not sure that it's all of that anymore. I think it might be something different. Do you know if they
0: maintain the, uh, like exact place of home plate or anything like that, or is it kind of just a ground? I I believe, I believe the
2: plate was, you know, kept the same um beyond cool. that it's basically just a field uh, yeah i think yeah. there's a fence around it but yeah i think yeah i think really so all it is
0: i'd like to just maybe the next time we fly up it may be worth just to stop by it again you know i would drive through there and just a, uh, i don't know just but again like you said i don't think
1: there's much there yeah you
2: know that <laughs> you know. that neighborhood is is really kind of not much of anything right now right kind of really rough. Uh, yeah
1: hmm. when i've driven through there yeah it's nothing really to i don't you know i don't think anything's competing for the land so it's just there the last
2: time you were there right. Fish, were all those out outside the park concessions still up or were those down because the uh, last time i was there they left those up for some reason
1: uh, like the, uh, like the, the ones that were part of the, that they added, like, yeah, uh, like to the
2: front gate. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't
1: think those were there. Those I don't, down. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought at times like, man, I should, you know, go on eBay and get a couple, couple seats from there. And then I think, and where would my wife let me put them? <laughs> Nowhere. right? <laughs> the garage, maybe.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, good. Well, Hey, thanks guys. Hey, Fader. Thanks for joining yeah, us again. For sure, man. Uh, well, it's
2: my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Anything baseball related, uh, figure you'd be a great candidate. And, uh, you know, I think we'll, uh, we will circle back around. I think, uh, the ideas, and uh, maybe we'll have some polls thrown out there. We could pick some different years. 84 is obviously one that sticks out. I think 06 is one you guys had talked about before. And then, uh, we may be able to get into the recent run too, but, uh, I don't know if we'll discuss 68. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember that one. <laughs> no, I
1: mean that. There's some good. Oh, I've you know, of course, after the fact, but there are some great memories from that. I talked to my mom about that World Series. I think I mentioned on the podcast before. My kids will go to the same high school as uh, three game winner uh, Mickey Lolich and three game winner in the 68 World Series.
2: I have his, auto- I have his autograph in really? the donut shop.
1: <laughs> and what and what and what did i have a videotape of him telling us to turn our our video camera off
0: <laughs> if we ever have him on as a guest we better make sure we've got permission to tape him uh, he wasn't happy no but hey guys hey it's been fun appreciate it uh everyone out there check us out on our new twitter feed uh at podcast Win. Uh, you can also check out audio of our old, uh, episodes. We are now up to, this is episode 18. So congratulations, uh, Steve, we've made it Wow, more than one. So yeah, it keeps climbing. And, uh, and again, thanks to Oxford, the community out there. I, I, I was really blown away about all the responses we got in the last week. Uh, keep listening, let us know feedback on some future shows, um, Really appreciate that. So thanks for listening. Uh, Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next week at Remember When. This podcast features a song, Take the Lead, by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.